0: Hi, hi, hi. Unexpected themes and intensities are what we seek in this life. No prediction, no expectation. Living in the present, appreciating a tree for being a tree. My tree guest today, Mark Barnett. He worked art department on Judas and the Black Messiah. And I learned a great deal about what it took to make that movie, including how to make a room look like it has been bombed or burned Thank you, Mark, for shedding light on that. I appreciate it. I can't wait to see what other work Mark does as he has a lovely mind in the way that he approaches his art. Before we hop into our conversation, I wanted to talk for a moment about this really beautiful organization that I recently purchased a sweatshirt from. They're called Forgive Everyone Co., located in Grand Rapids, Michigan, right here in my home state. They hire uh, post-incarcerated humans. And they fight for abolition. They fight for um, abolition, in particular, of the death penalty and strict policing systems, donating much of their proceeds. And I got a sweatshirt today that highlights the death penalty's uh, unfortunate failure in being accurate and often resulting in the death of innocent people. And I wish for a world like they do, without revenge a world uh, without the feeling that you can decide as a system whether or not to take someone's life. So I highly recommend checking them out. Uh, They're a beautiful group of folks, and the sweatshirt is very, very cozy. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a lovely day. Here's my chat with Mark Barnett. I uh, I found you via my usual uh, hunts on projects that I admire. That's usually how I pick uh, different sorts of films to chat with the creators of. And Judas, Judas provoked me in a really good way. And so I went through, saw who of the cast that I could speak with, and you're one of the names that I came across. Right on. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for... Uh... Of course, man. I'm very, very curious uh, your involvement with the film. If you want to tell me a bit oh, about sure. it. Yeah, I'm a scenic artist. So, cool. Uh, what I do is work a group of
1: artists under the direction of the art director and the set designer. And we make all the sets look um, look real, look lived in, and, and look part of the story they're trying to, to tell. And um, so we... They're given direction and told, uh, usually a set is designed. Carpenters come in and then the painters paint everything and then we're kind of given free reign to um, make things look old and aged. And uh, for example, one of the rooms in the movie, Mm -hmm. they wanted to look like the the people inside had been smoking a lot. So we had to find a way to age the walls with a um, kind of a, a brownish, light brown color, you know, make it look sort of dingy. Um, so we we uh, we bring kind of realism to the scenes to the props we make all the signage anything you any signs you see uh, are done by the scenic artists
0: goodness so so where does your role fall in specifically with kind of delegating those sorts of things and coming up with the the creative part of it
1: um, well actually there's there's a, a group of people involved in the art department of a movie, and so for example it's it's uh, you know it starts with the art director and then set designer uh, they're about one and the same I think and they they have a group of artists like myself under them to direct
2: in any any direction so there's usually in a movie there's probably five or six sets going on at once mm-hmm. so you need a fair fairly large group of artists to be broken up and work on each set or someone just makes the signs or someone does the
0: the uh, the props makes guns look used or old or, mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever they ask. But um, as an artist, yeah, we, we just kind of under the direction of, uh, of those, those folks. So is it sort of a situation in which you'll be presented with a set and then the art director, or someone will say, okay, for example, we need these guns to look aged, and then you sort of just divvy that out amongst them? Yeah. Yeah, and hope that the artists know what they're doing, and then you say, <laughs> well, how aged? How far are we going here? Right, um, right. So, for example, in the Judas movie, we had to do
1: uh, it's nothing I've ever done before, but it's called a burn
0: room. Okay. So, we
1: had to make a room, a room, and all the furniture and everything look like it had been on fire
2: or gone through an explosion. Mm, yeah. So, uh, and they give you images, they'll give us uh, color copies of, of what they're thinking, what mm-hmm. it should look like. Um, and in this case, um, we had to do it all with paint using black <laughs> sprays and all kinds of
1: uh, paint treatments to make it to get the effect that they were going for. But usually they can they can take a, a burn set and they'll actually burn it. They'll take all the stuff out into a parking lot and oh, wow. it with torches and then put it back in a set. But up in Cleveland they didn't weren't able to get a permit for
0: that. So we oh, had, wow. fortunately for all the artists we got to do it by hand. So <laughs> it was uh that was probably the coolest thing I got to work on up there. How do you think that fares against like an item that's actually able to be burned. Do you think it still appears just as well on screen? I think it does. Yeah,
2: I mean, I personally have never done an actual burn set, mm-hmm. but we did it with paint, and people that walked on the set were blown away. And it, was, <laughs> it turned out so well. The movie it looks really
1: cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's something that they've done in commercials. I'm sure insurance commercials have used burn things right. and and, uh, and whatnot, different movies. But um, my experience was pretty neat yeah and uh you, you couldn't make it look burned enough so we and then i learned some tricks from some of the other artists that have been doing it a long longer than i have mm-hmm. um different different ways to make things look uh, charred so the room was all black all the, the furniture everything was burned and then we were able to go through with shellac and water and spritz that on certain parts of the set and that would make it look white like it was burned so bad that it mm. turned into charcoal so it was really cool yeah that, that was pretty exciting
0: there is there is that uh, strange sort of like shininess to certain burned objects
1: yes that they wanted that too so we were using uh fuller's earth there's all kinds of art tricks little paint tricks mm-hmm. and even mixing in the paint and give it a little bit of a shine what like you're talking about so it has right. a reflective quality like like charcoal
0: does how'd you go about uh, um the walls
1: um, the walls were, uh, we had to make those look burned by using plaster. So we would mix giant buckets of plaster and then trowel them on the walls, and then, um, uh, kind of pull pieces away. Like the room had, had really been gone through some destruction. So, mm-hmm. um, there was a ton of plaster work and there was a, I got to work with a, a gentleman named Sean Copley who, uh, is a, a master plaster guy. He's done tons <laughs> of movies and he, he was our foreman for that, so I got to learn how to do some really cool plaster work. Um, And they had to make the walls look blown apart, so the uh, plaster had to go on some fake walls that Mm -hmm. had the lath showing through, so um, I wish I could show you a picture of it, but uh, Mm -hmm.
2: he did a really good job. It looked like a bomb went off, uh, which was what was supposed to have happened in this scene. Mm -hmm. Um, Black Panther's headquarters was was bombed, and then, uh,
0: so we had to make that work make their headquarters look like that do you know so how it magic... <laughs> yeah It it's funny that um, if you're not looking for it none of these things even begin to cross the audience's mind like you just accept it yeah it's a burn room yeah. exactly if they only knew what went on to create <laughs> that, it was weeks and, weeks and weeks of making that room right no, And, and right. even I, a scene I, like that I didn't feel it. didn't feel so long that scene didn't feel like it took up a a great deal of time no it was it was pretty quick and they were
1: using really bright lights at one end of the room so you couldn't see as
0: much of the detail but um my, my friends and I were pretty proud of it for sure it's hard <laughs> to watch a movie now doing this without picking it apart um you know all the scenic stuff that's in it but um it's a great movie it's really uh it's super powerful yeah I just finished it right before we uh, started chatting about 20 minutes ago and it definitely put, oh, cool. put me in a state of uh, meditative, uh, res- respectful yeah. silence, I guess.
1: I, uh, I had no idea what I was getting into, and I was lucky enough to be uh, asked to, to work on it. Um, but in all honesty, I, I'm in Cincinnati, and this I can work on any movie and, and filmed in Ohio. And uh, they said that there's a, a Black Panthers movie being filmed in Cleveland. And I honestly thought it was one of the superhero movies just because they've done so many of those superhero movies in <laughs> and uh, so I didn't really know until I got up there that it was a historical uh, movie about a guy named Fred Hampton who I'd never heard of so there I was wow. um, we'd be reading all about him and then yeah my jaw hit the floor I'm like oh my god what is you know what is the story I'd never heard of it and then uh, we get to read the script and stuff before and
0: mm-hmm. I realized you know the the uh the FBI's involvement, the murder of this guy, and uh, it was—I was shocked. I realized what we were working on was going to be pretty important. Absolutely, man. I was—I was thinking when I finished it that it was the first time since I had not been to a movie theater, which has been a while now, that I kind of craved that—that um, that audience feeling, where at the very end of a film you get to kind of read how everybody feels in the room, whether people like kind of laugh something off or they get up and leave quickly and to me, even watching that at home felt like a film in which you're, you're asked by it to just sit. And I, I imagine like yeah. if I were to see that in a packed theater, that the response in the end would just be like really quiet and really thoughtful.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. I felt bad for the director that it didn't get its, it's just due in the theater, but, um, you know, it probably could be re-released, but it's, uh, it's something else. Yeah. Everybody needs to see it for sure. I, I, uh, I'm, proud that I got
0: to work on it. I'm really fascinated to see responses to it, or or what it inspires, because especially sure. um in that scene when Fred's actually murdered, Deborah's reaction. I think pierced through to me more than like any other moment in the film, just because there was it wasn't just acting that was taking place in that moment. It felt like like it was a. Uh, it was real, yeah. Yeah. And it was just so close to the camera. Yeah, that's yeah, really well
1: done. The uh, I was lucky enough to part of the movie. I was uh, on-set scenic, which means you're one of the artists that's there while they're filming. And if they if something, if they see something in the camera before they start filming that they don't like, they'll call for a scenic to come on and quickly mm. paint or fix something that's in the scene.
0: Right. So I was.
1: I was there for all that gunfire and all the scene. And then, you know, I just, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like, wow. I can't, you know, they shot the place up like this. And, you know, this really happened. Um, yeah, I had no idea. And uh, it, it was amazing. The actors do an incredible job. And uh, the actress, the lead actress is amazing. I hope she gets nominated. Um, mm. I know it's, it's, there's some some uh, award talk going on for her. Mm. That's great to hear.
0: It's the most important movie I've seen in, in some time. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. It's, I got to see it again. I, I, uh, went out and bought the
1: HBO thing just so I could see it. You <laughs> know, wanted to see it the day it came out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I, I, uh, all my friends have all seen it and they're all just, yeah, they're blown away. <laughs> yeah. It's really well done.
0: Do you know uh, how much the sets were based on actual locations? from the story?
1: Uh, sure, yeah, they had, um, you know, we worked, so we did the, the front of the Black Panthers headquarter was a facade that was built, um, on an existing building in, in Cleveland, Mm. and we had photographs and everything to work from, so we had everything from the posters that they had on the front to the, you know, the type of metal caging that was over the windows. To, it, the details are, were pretty uh, amazing. And then they also had the floor plan for Fred's apartment. And that was built um, inside a, a, a giant warehouse in Cleveland, that uh, mm-hmm. old World War, World War II uh, factory.
2: They built this entire apartment inside of it.
1: Wow. And uh, with the ability to shoot over it. So they had a special camera that could fly across the top of it and, and mm-hmm. shoot down. That's near the end of the movie where, where the, the shooting takes place. But... Um, yeah, the, the sets were very accurate and um, as far as I know too, the the images that we were given to work from were all mostly photos from the 60s and um, real accurate um, stuff to work from that the art directors and the production designers give us to work from. Hmm.
0: That's really, really interesting. Thanks, yeah. It's, uh, I've had a
1: Career. I've only done a handful of movies, and then everything got shut down after this, mm. After I finished this movie. But uh, it's been a, a lot of fun, and
0: I'm hoping it'll, it'll uh, start up again. For, fingers are crossed. I have heard, man. It's been really interesting talking to people in the industry lately, because the, the situations vary. <laughs> Some people are already working overseas through like various... Yeah testing situations others are just kind of sort of chilling at the moment
1: yeah just just waiting I was lucky enough to do a TV commercial since then but that's been it it's been a uh, rough going I'm fortunate that my wife's got a good job so
2: we can <laughs> um,
1: get through this but Ohio yeah. has a lot of movies about to start there's about at least
0: 10 movies that are, are up in the uh, the waiting list to get going so wow. hopefully I'll, I'll be back at back at it soon how did you get into the uh, film portion of doing what you do Uh, sure I um, went to
1: art school and and, uh, never really knew what I exactly wanted to be as an artist Mm -hmm. I just kept trying different things and then uh, I was working for a uh, shop that made uh, movie props so Hmm. uh, we were making giant kung fu panda um,
0: characters (laughs) that would
1: go on cruise ships and Oh, yeah, it was really fun. We made uh, uh-huh. floats for um, Sesame Street and all kinds of stuff for DreamWorks, and a gentleman that I worked with in this crew was in the movie union, and he kept talking about all these movies he worked on, and and I bugged him for about two years to, <laughs> to get me in it, and so eventually... Uh, it's a union so you have to join the union and you have to be accepted and you have to prove that you you can do what you say you can do mm-hmm. um, and uh, and you're not a goof You know, the, the person that gets you signed on is sort of responsible for you so you uh-huh. have to do a good job and then you'll get asked to be on more movies and that's kind of how, how it all started <laughs> and, uh, so you don't really get to pick
0: what movie you're going to work on you're just uh, you're lucky enough to, to be picked from a pool of, of people that can do it right all right do you have an affinity film for film before that before you started working with that particular workshop
1: um you know i'm not i never really thought of there was a way that i could work on it but i've always been a huge film fan mm-hmm. and uh you know it's, it's always been something i really liked you know i gotta say when i was a, a kid we had confirmation uh, and you could pick your confirmation name. And I was, I don't know how old you are when you get confirmed, but I saw Luke was on there and I was a huge Star Wars fan. So, you know, I've always been a nervy a fan. So, to get to work on them is exciting and it's its hard to not um, want to go talk. To, you know, I saw Martin Sheen on the set. I was like, oh man, that guy, you know, he did Chocolates Now and all these cool movies. And I want to go say hi to him. But you can't. You got to do your job and, and stay out of their way. Mm uh, and fortunately,
0: as an artist, I can take photographs of, of the work I do, so I can then send it to my boss and, and she can see what I'm working on. Right. Um, and so I, I get to, not you're not really allowed to take photographs on the sets, but as, as a scenic, you have to record what you're doing and share it, <laughs> um, but, but just not online. So I, 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 right. Uh, I
1: get to, to go, go through all the stuff I did and it's a lot of fun to, to see.
0: How do you get to choose what like goes on your website? Is there like a an amount of time before you compose something, or is it just not at all allowed?
1: After the movie, after the movie comes out,
0: you hmm. just not before, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, you just you know you can't give away any any secrets
1: <laughs> um, before before the movie comes out. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's me. I, I uh, have a good good collection of all of scenic artwork
0: that I'd like to put out someday. Yeah, a, a book would be cool or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's all the
0: behind-the-scenes stuff that you just mm-hmm. don't realize when, you know, something you worked on for two, three weeks gets a two-second spot on the big screen. It's it's pretty exciting, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. It's really cool hearing about the, the parts that aren't, like we said earlier about the fire scene, not always as thought about or recognized but it's, a, sure. it's, it's all the same machine. Yeah, it's, it's fun to be part of the, the movie magic. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you
1: know, we, we say it on set when we're working on it, it's like, oh, way that's how this is done. <laughs> you learn something new, new every time. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, I've been lucky to work with some old pros that that um, showed me a lot of cool little tricks. Um, hairspray is a pretty common thing. Um, a lot of times they'll just want you to fog up a window if it's in a the scene, and there's some dialogue, and and there's too much glare, Uh, you break out a can of hairspray and get rid of the glare, and you start shooting again. All kinds of little, yeah, they have a bag of tricks, literally a bag of different paints and hairspray and wax and all these little things that you carry around on set if it's needed, and uh, and you just gotta pay attention, and they'll call your name, they'll say, (laughs) Phoenix,
0: and uh, the last movie I worked on, she would say, Quick as a bunny. As a bunny. You know, and, uh, you, that's sweet.
1: We had, there was a dummy, uh, a dummy laying in a bed during one of the shootout scenes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, the skin wasn't right on it, so we had to fix the dummy. And we had about 10 seconds, and then we had to get out of there. <laughs> so it's pretty neat. It's pretty hectic. And it's, uh, every movie is like a, uh, an episode of Survivor because it's, you are hard, <laughs> a 14 hour day. And, uh, you know, you, there's
0: a lot of pressure people yelling and and if you can handle it it's a blast and if you can't then you walk away yeah i'm i'm an amateur emphasis on the word amateur production designer so i know nothing and hearing hearing stuff like this is just so rad like something like the hairspray where if i was faced with a situation like that i would have no idea but it's such a little simple solution Pretty common. Hairspray is on every movie set, I guarantee. <laughs> and not for the hair. Is there a particular <laughs> brand of hairspray? Uh Aquanet.
1: The bigger can't, you know, they want to last. They don't want to run
0: out, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Um, and there's and what's the other stuff? Oh, Secret, Secret, um, underarm spray. Okay. okay. It's like <laughs> a powder. And, and I've seen that sprayed on bumpers. There was a, a shootout scene in a movie and the character's face was close to a bumper in the back of a van and it was giving off too much glare and the scenic ran in and and sprayed secret on on the uh, (laughs) on the bumper to to fix the problem so that's a funny image (laughs) all kinds
1: of stuff wax is big too they'll use wax to make doorknobs look dirty or you know if, if the door is in the scene and it looks
0: too new they'll go up and Make it look dirty and if they don't rub real dirt they use wax what right? does the wax do how does how does that make it look dirty you
1: can mix you can mix pigments into the wax mm. and so
0: you can rub it on pretty much it'll go on wood or anything mm-hmm. so it's just a, a good quick um, fix to um, add some um, aging to say a door or uh-huh. um, uh, guns you know we did a whole yeah. bunch of guns for civil work scene and
1: the guns were all brand new props so we had to take little bits of sandpaper and beat up the handles, and take black wax and rub it around the area where the gunpowder would go off, um, and make the, the, the old
0: handguns look look used and, and real.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I was putting dirt on a table once, and I used real dirt, and I was thinking, there's got to be something. <laughs> there might be something. It probably look as real. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I mean, they use milk and. You know, or they use uh, Elmer's glue for milk and cereal commercials and huh. there's all
1: kinds of camera trick stuff that that you know they can do to, to get the effect they want it is pretty neat yeah there's there's hundreds of little tricks
0: that stuff is far out so you said confirmation earlier is that Catholicism yeah yeah I went to Catholic grade school Wow I was raised Catholic yeah. myself Brilliant. Yeah, is that something that you still yeah. practice or are interested in? Um, not really so much as anymore. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I still live my life like there is a God, just in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I met a Baptist today, actually. This guy gave me a. I I just... um I was at a store, and he said, here's some good news, by the way. You're going to heaven. And he gave me a little pamphlet with a bunch of uh, biblical text in it. It blew me away. <laughs> nice. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah.
1: Nice human.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I stopped going to Mass when I was younger, and then I think I went to a wedding many years later, and it was kind of a strange situation seeing like Catholic Mass again especially if you've been to like other church masses catholicism in general is really unique in the way that like the singing is approached and the readings and the sort of like recitation and of course like the the taking of the bread and that sort of thing it's fascinating stuff
2: sure yeah it is
0: definitely so are there any films in particular that you're looking to work on i know you said that you don't get to choose, but is there a genre that you secretly hold out for at any point in time?
1: Um, sure, I'd love to do a, a sci-fi, you know, some kind of uh, space epic, um, but I don't know if that'll be happen in Ohio, but um, <laughs> the more movies I do, I, I, I'd be eligible to, to do stuff in Atlanta and, and some other places, mm-hmm. um, so, or something like that might happen, but I think that would be fun, or, or a comedy, um... Just a movie that, that people will see that would be popular. Um,
0: so <laughs> right. That's kind of key. I got to do a, a horror movie. So, the um, first horror movie, and that, it's called uh, Wrong Turn, and that, that comes mm. out the 26th, I think. Cool, it's, man. Uh, on the Wrong Turn series. I don't know if you know anything about horror movies, but... I really don't. There's, like, there's a whole bunch of them, so this is, they're kind of re... Thing, and Matthew Modine is in it. And I always thought he was a cool actor
1: from a uh, full metal jacket, and mm. he's been in some great movies. Um, and it was really cool. It was a great experience. And uh, to see a, a scare you know, horror movie made, <laughs> um,
2: the sets were, we had to make the sets look terrifying and, <laughs> and uh, dark, dark and foreboding and scary. It was mm. a lot of fun. It was, you know, it was.
0: Uh, uh, every movie I've done has, has been great. They've all been a lot of fun, so I'm hoping to do some more. How does the horror uh, compare to other genres that you've done in terms of the darkness and that sort uh, of thing? I, well,
1: it, it was um, there's different tiers of movies, so there's tier three being the highest, tier two, and tier one. Um, this was a smaller production, so uh-huh. it, it was we had maybe more freedom to do. Um, We wanted they would say you know make this look scary or make this look like you know a a hundred year old table or whatever Mm -hmm. and uh you you have the freedom to to do that and and you weren't under as as many constraints as working on a say a warner brothers movie like um judas and the black messiah because that there's a lot more people involved and (laughs) they really want things dialed in and and they want things to be perfect and that's fun too because you want to uh see if you can do the job you can you can come through so um it's just a different different production type it's just not as um not as big you know mm-hmm. uh, not as much money basically so there's you know less hands involved and less decision makers um but it's they're all just a, a ton of fun
0: cool man well i appreciate you uh taking the time to chat with me today we got a good half hour here so we can uh, oh, cool. yeah, wrap yeah, it up
1: does love talking about themselves you
0: know it's, it's no <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> I really appreciate it man I these sorts of things fascinate me when I watch movies and I love getting to hear about again like I said the the smaller parts that make it that make it all come together like the like the fire scene alone I, I'm really really excited to just watch it again so I can experience it knowing all of the rad stuff yeah. that went into it oh cool yeah I hope you uh, enjoy it again it's a great movie and uh, yeah I'm happy to, to help you out to to you. Thanks, man. I'll let you know when I publish this and I'll send you a link. It'll probably be.